0: That's stamps.com. Code program. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk, and Kappen. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance, and 48 hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late
1: Lunch on LMFM radio. We're in great form. We're raring to gold this afternoon. Can I start with a story, Louise? We little story that you're you're sort of familiar with, okay? Your little, you're, but but I'll
2: which story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do tell you a lot of stories, mm-hmm. don't I? I do. she's no, she's right. God, the poor woman. Bedtime
2: she...
3: stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only
1: How she has an ear for all that <laughs> I'd be telling her. I don't know. She's a saint. She really is. Anyway. You know I was away fishing May time uh, on Loch Arrow. Great fishing, honestly. It was fantastic. But anyway, I was away one of the weekends and uh, I, I had Aaron and Roachin doing a great job for me he Had uh, with the wedding coming up, gutters, and you know the usual the bits and pieces to be done in the house windows and that. And he rang me Aaron and Aaron said, "Jerry, do you realise there's a few panes of glass broken in your greenhouse? And I said, Gee, no, not at all. Yeah, he says I'd just like to tell you before you think it's me because he was out round that area. And I said, no, no, no problem at all. I said, w- w- what broke it, Aaron? And he says I can actually see nothing. The panes of glass are broken, but there's nothing. He was in the house. There was nothing in the greenhouse. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was a rock or something. The rock. Would well, fall you'd into see the it.
1: Whatever it was, it would be in there. If you, if you something. But there was nothing. There was nothing but the two panes if you saw where it was hit it was hit in the junction of two pains so it broke both of them you know two mm. substantial pains so anyway he told me and I, I, I said leave it be sure I'll fix it when I get back I was only away for a short a couple of days two or three days wherever I got back and I went in myself and I saw the pains at last and I couldn't really see. They were in
2: bits, were they? Like, oh, smashed, a smash, yeah, like
1: smashed. It. You know, they were smashed, and I uh, uh, had to take the glass out and replace it. Says, no bother, it's not dear. It's only a couple of pence for the glass, the blinking glass. Here it happens. I broke many's. A pane in a glass house belonged to other people when I was a kid, myself <laughs> playing football and everything. And sure, it's, look, it's part and parcel of life. It doesn't bother me at all. Anyway, uh, and a storm can, you know, if you get a bad storm, I've had panes blown out. But anyway, would you believe, Louise, I did find the culprit later that day i found the culprit now okay. i want to ask it's a sort of a who done it right mm. i'm asking listeners i'm asking you today would you like to hazard a guess at what broke the panes of glass in the greenhouse i found something no it would be you'd be hard pushed to find it cuz you see i have tomatoes mm. and things growing and i actually found it amongst them what do you think broke the panes at last in my greenhouse, folks? Anyone care to have a guess? So
2: you found something in the I greenhouse, found and that's what you reckon I found, broke Oh, oh,
1: it. I know it broke it. I know all it right. broke it, and it—I couldn't actually believe it when okay. I found it. Anybody hazard a guess at that? if you get
2: it? It's not the usual, like no, said no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 nothing like that at all. This was really—I mm. I just couldn't believe it. Did, would you hazard a guess at what it might have been, folks? If you—if anyone gets this right i'll give you a bottle of champagne if anyone gets this right you're getting a <laughs> bottle of champagne i promise you come on have a guess have a go at the It on late lunch this afternoon 086 1800 658 come on whatsapp and text me with your guesses what broke the glass the panes of glass in my greenhouse oh god i'm i'm, I'm dying to see if anybody mm. gets this if they now, get if
2: nobody it gets it coming up to two or whatever you might have to give them a little clue
1: yeah, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep that champagne for myself. I was going to say you don't want to give it away yeah. <laughs> I want to keep that champagne for myself. Come on. They're coming in. Look at them. They're coming in already, the guests. Keep them coming to us. What broke the glass in my greenhouse? I'd be amazed if anyone got this. It's, it's incredible when when I tell you what broke it anyway. 086-1800-658, WhatsApp or Texas. What do you think smashed the greenhouse glass? I'll come back to that and on. I'd love to hear from you and thank you. They're coming to us already. Now, Miss Louise Walsh, you have set me the challenge, haven't you? I did.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I did?
1: I'm really, really sorry I accepted this challenge, but here we go. You're loving it. I have them. Let me open them. Let me open them. Let me open them. Let me open them. You know, I have them here. Anyway, let me get them open. You know what we're talking about? If you were listening to us on late lunch uh, in the last few days, you will know... That Miss Louise was. tell them what you set me, the challenge you set me. Tell them, tell them.
2: Well, we noticed uh, you would a fairly big mouth and you loved your Jaffa cakes. <laughs> so I wondered how many Jaffa cakes could you actually fit into your gob? Basically.
1: Now. Without choking, of l- l- course. L- let me tell you, first of all, <laughs> what I did. They're not the mini Jaffa cakes. You no, know, you know, no. You, you can buy them. Yeah, yeah. Will you verify that? Karen is They're, there as aren't. well. Karen can see them. Actually, I
2: might get Karen to get a video.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, do you want my phone here? My phone is beside me if you want, if it's handy. Yeah. Here. you you, take nice. a li- Yeah, take, take a little take video it. of this. Just to make sure that we verify that I'm actually doing what I am doing. And let's move that to video. And all you have to do, Karen, there's press the red button and we're away. Okay, so... And you're
2: not allowed to cut them. You're not allowed to break them. They have to be whole... Whole, 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 Jaffa cakes whole Jaffa case. Whole Jaffa case. Can you mouth. verify
1: that? Now, let me see in the packet. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's
2: ten in the packet. I reckon you could fit six. Do you? Mm.
1: No, I think that's too much. You know, but,
2: you know, you could put them in the side, you know, in, in your cheeks as well.
3: Pack your and, cheeks
1: first. Uh, and look, I have my famous <laughs> mug here. Look at my famous mug. Look what it says on the mug as well. Look, you I mug. have my famous mug here that I was given. And isn't that just so true what the mug says. Anyway, it's full of Tay. What does the mug scald. say? It says, "Granddad, thanks for saying yes when mum and dad say no. <laughs> that is me for sure. Anyway, will we give this a go? Yeah. So do I have to just put them in? I don't have to bite them or anything. I'm not allowed to bite them. I'm not allowed to bite them. Okay. I, yeah. I
2: reckon you should just put them in the hollow of your cheeks
1: first and then put them in your mouth. Sideways?
2: Uh-huh. Each yeah. side first? I, I think, okay. yeah, but might bite, better option.
1: And you know, there is a story. A listener got on to us mm. the, the other day to tell us the story of the Jaffa cake and the big court case uh, so many years ago where they wanted to tax the Jaffa cake as a biscuit. Right? yes it's not a biscuit is it it's not a biscuit no they proved it was a cake it's a cake a Jaffa cake is so a cake. it's and zero and, and the other cake. thing did you know this do you see the Jaffa cake chocolate side up mm-hmm. the sponge side down or whatever that's the top side of a Jaffa cake not the chocolate the chocolate is the bottom side of the cake did you what? know that
2: that doesn't make sense. If it it's a does. hot day then it it does. Stick, it it'll does. stick it's to a everything. Fact.
1: The Jaffa, the cake is, is actually, yeah. so you. Look, uh, the chocolate side of the Jaffa cake is actually the bottom.
2: That's only in Australia. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Upside down, you're turning me. <laughs> okay, will we give it a shot? Yeah, go. We'll we give it a shot. So here you go. So into the side <laughs> first.
2: I, well, I think that would probably work better. So
1: will you, you count them? Mm. Okay, here we go. Go Number on, count.
2: Number one. <laughs> Number two. Have you ever heard him so quiet? <laughs> Third one. Oh, okay. You're doing well. Going well. Number four is in. Is it? Yeah. Oh, number five. Oh, we are going well. He hasn't turned purple yet. Number six. Go on, you good thing. Yay. I said six. Can you do him one more? <laughs> it might take him a half an hour to get them back out of his mouth. Yes, so seven. No more room, nowhere, even in the ear. <laughs> mm. mm. <laughs> I'll come down his nose now. Okay, mm. so well done, Terry So number that's seven. So we have a record of seven. Do you think he can beat seven next week? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: kidding? Oh Jesus! Look at this! Look at them! Look what's after emerging. Oh my god, almighty.
2: <laughs> well done, Saf and Jaffa cake.
1: I was gagging for air there. Oh <laughs> let me have a let me have a slug of tea. In the name of in Christopher. Mmm. Look at the state of the deli three shy of a whole package. Don't jokes. let and die near the studio or anybody else. Oh my god, there's chocolate and mush and biscuit and jaffa absolutely everywhere. I can't believe. Mm. I have to say. I can't believe I got seven in.
2: It's amazing. Almost a full, almost a full packet. I think if you worked on it, it'd be like the little Jaffa Olympics. <laughs> You'd probably be able to get the ten in after a few weeks of practice. Maybe
1: with a, <laughs> with a bit.
2: Then <laughs> by the tonsils.
1: <laughs> I actually have to say to you, <laughs> when I put the first two in, when you said each side, mm-hmm. I'm thinking then, oh, if I could even get one or two more, I really pushed it to get the seven. So you see, Miss Louise Walsh, mm. take it all back. I haven't a big mouth.
2: But you have. I only said six. Did I you? I thought six.
1: <laughs> Look it that just, proves it? There's three left in the packet. That so must be
2: the longest time you've ever stayed quiet now, is it?
1: <laughs> no. I'm a very quiet person when I'm at home <laughs> by myself meditating and contemplating and all that type of stuff. That's
2: what you think. I really... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although my mother used to say, that's the toxin asleep yeah. sleep. <laughs> she, she, she was fairly right. But look, I went up this morning. I had to go up to Every Little Helps and get the, the, the McFitties because McVitties are the original. I couldn't get them actually in the local shops. They had own brands, fair enough, and no problem. But I went up to... They're much to, smaller. Yeah, I went up to Tesco mm. and got them. And while I was there... While I was there, right? Uh, you know, I bought. You know me; I can't go in. I'm an you awful impulsive ones, buyer. Well, you said you love the chocolate hobnobs, yes. so I got you those, and I got you another one to try there uh, as well. And Belgian
2: chocolate orange cookies. They're oh, basically. Oh, oh. Are they basically the posh, Jaffa cakes.
1: Oh, it's the Queen's Jubilee. What mm. else? What else for us? people only lovely biscuits Mm. you love those biscuits those belgian what's the name of them again belgian
2: chocolate orange cookies.
1: i can vouch for them they're tesco finest and they're absolutely lovely but i also bought ginger nuts i bought lemon puffs jammy dodgers and i just thought i'm in heaven i have all my favorite biscuits jaffa cakes jammy dodgers lemon puffs and ginger nuts i just love those biscuits i I really do for any of those ones do you like those? No. No. They're not yours. And I no. saw.
2: Or, or raspberry um, creams either.
1: No. No, I'm not into no. the raspberry cream, but I definitely love the Jammy Dodger. And one I didn't see, but I do love from yesteryear Kimberly Mikado. Oh, yeah. Do you like them? Mm. Kimberly Mikado and coconut creams. Someone you love well, will love some mum. Do you, you remember that ad?
2: You said Kimberly Mikado, but yes. Kimberly is one and Mikado is the other biscuit. They're two different biscuits. Kimberly is the one with
1: the... uh, The one I'm talking about is the... The 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 jam in the middle is the Mikado. The jam in the middle is the Mikado. Yes. Yes, you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Apologies for a break in service there. We have uh, maintenance work going on at the moment, but we're back with you. And thank you for your patience for staying with us on Late Lunch this afternoon. Seven Jaffa cakes in the gob. Not bad, not bad. More than I ever thought. And your messages are flying into us about the broken panes of glass in my greenhouse. I'm going to come back to that shortly. But first, uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the show Marta Pozim Koznoska. Hello, Marta. Hi, hi. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me on Late Lunch this afternoon. Well, this, I have to say, is an incredible story. You are a vet based in Balbriggan. I know, at Shennick Veterinary Clinic. But I honestly couldn't believe this when I heard about it. You have carried out an operation on a fish.
3: Yes, we did, yes, in, indeed, yes, yeah, last week. What type it
1: wasn't of f- the first one, to be honest with you. Oh, well, here we go. So it's not a first. That was one of my questions. What type of fish was this?
3: Uh, this one actually was a goldfish.
1: A gold. Quite old
3: for a goldfish. He was seven, 16 years old.
1: Is that a good age for a fish? It must be 16, is it?
3: Uh, it is a pretty good age, but they can live longer. They can live up to 30 30
1: years of age. OK, so right, midlife, midlife crisis for this fish yeah, exactly. at 16 <laughs> years of age. And tell me, do you know, is it a boy or a girl fish, a male or a female? Do you know?
3: Uh, we don't know exactly because in goldfish actually it's very difficult to distinguish uh, the sex. But I think it is a boy.
1: OK, so let's say it's a boy, a goldfish, 16 years of age. What was the problem, Martha?
3: Okay, so the, he had some kind of a mass in his belly that was protruding and causing uh, some discomfort and problems with swimming. So the owner was really concerned, and uh, she wanted me to remove it, and that's what we did.
1: Now, removing uh, a, a, a growth, let's say, or this uh, this mass from this fish is not easy because I take it it's not a bi- how, how big would the fish be? How many inches or centimeters?
3: I. Probably around ten centimeters okay, long. Okay, so small. Fifty-nine grams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ten centimeters, fifty-nine grams. There you go. So we have the picture all together. But a small, a small creature. So to carry out a procedure like this, a fish out of water doesn't work. Had do you to do it underwater? No,
3: we always take them out.
1: And how long can you keep a fish out of water for alive?
3: Uh, depends, but to be honest, you can keep them alive for quite a, a good uh, time, to be honest. You, you flush their gales with water and oxygen. Right. That's how they get the oxygen they need, but because they're under anesthetics, their metabolism slows down quite a lot, okay? Yeah. So they don't feel it as, like the, their body doesn't feel it as, as a stressful thing for them. So I'd say you can easily keep a, a fish out of the water for an hour, but um, providing, obviously. Proper yes. conditions.
1: Yes, so I understand. Oh. They, of course, breathe fish. The water uh, b- brings oxygen through the gills, and you can replicate that, I see, out exactly. of the water. Uh, h- hold on a minute. Did you say there uh, anaesthetic? Yes? Yeah, of course. Because it is a painful
3: procedure, as you can imagine. So yeah. they have to be anaesthetized for it, yeah?
1: And how long did this procedure take to carry out?
3: This one was around 20 minutes long.
1: Okay. And rem- you removed all? You got everything that was there you felt that needed to be taken away?
3: Uh, Almost everything. Unfortunately, I didn't manage to take everything out because it was uh, stuck with its liver, but um, I th- I'd say 90% of it was removed, yes.
1: And uh, this may sound like a <laughs> stupid question, but I'll <laughs> ask it anyway. did yeah, go did, ahead. You, did, you, did you stitch up the wound or what did you do afterwards?
3: No, we do it, we did stitch up the wound, yes. Uh, because you can't leave it open, it has to be stitched up, yes.
1: Micro-stitching then, would that be fair to say?
3: <laughs> no, it, it was pretty normal stitch to material for, for this size of a fish. So um, it is kind of a bit of a, a, a micro-surgery yes. <laughs> if you compare it to dogs, cats or even large ah, animals. Yes. But, uh, but it's doable.
1: Steady hands needed, calm heads, close (laughs) monitoring. Had you an an anaesthetist with you, an assistant, or many was there at the operation? You carried it out. Who else was with you?
3: Yeah, so I had my main nurse who was uh, monitoring the anaesthesia and obviously... um, Giving the fish oxygen and water and everything uh, it needed, uh, and I had a, a team of viewers, <laughs> people taking pictures, obviously. It. But it usually takes just one of one vet and one nurse.
1: Okay, so two, of you carried it out. So uh, on the whole, successful. H- how is he now?
3: He's actually really good. And He's feeling sw- really well, and no signs of infection or anything like that. So
1: okay, and swimming and getting along, yeah. and and the owner, yeah, think, mm-hmm. the owner, thrilled. Oh, she's very happy, yes, so... Mm. Do do you need to administer any uh, follow-up medicines or anything like that?
3: Yeah, so he was given some pain medication, uh, but... um Owner managed to medicate it with uh, food, so she mixed it with his food, and because he was eating straight after a surgery, that wasn't a problem.
1: Okay, so you even deal with that aspect of things, a follow-up to make sure there's no infection and that everything is, is okay. So again, coming back to this, you've done this before, so it's not a unique procedure, but I have to say, it's probably rare enough, is it?
3: Oh, it's very rare. First of all, not many people would go for it. Uh, Not many people know that they actually can bring their fish to the vet. Uh, But, yeah, it's not the first time I've done it, so Mm. it happens. Sometimes we just have to do it because the quality of life is impaired and we have to do something to to make them better.
1: How's the fish your name? I forgot to ask you. It's Gianluca. Ah, Gianluca. After the footballer Gianluca Vialli, I take it. Oh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's the most famous Gianluca I know, to be honest okay, with you. Okay. And perhaps there is an Italian link. So Gianluca the fish has yes. over this, and a major operation, we have to say, and he's swimming away and he's yes. saying hello, bob, 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 to all his friends. <laughs> yes? I hope
3: he is. Yes. <laughs> he, he lived on his own, but he, uh, I, if he had any friends,
1: probably. Yeah, you know when you look oh, in at them okay. and they're opening and closing them out. That's the, you know that most fish only <laughs> yeah. have... Have one word in the vocabulary. It's Bob. Bob Bob <laughs> exactly. Bob. You know that. Yes, I'm sure you know yeah, that. Yeah. As a vet anyway. So there you go. Well, well done to you. This thank is you a so great much. story. It really is, Martha. And a big a big shot in the arm for everybody at Shenick.
3: I will pass the message on to thanks
1: so much. Oh, <laughs> well, not at really all. Thank days. thank you for joining me on the show today. No really no do problem. appreciate it. Bye bye. You Bye-bye. too. You too. Bye-bye. Isn't she lovely? Jean Luca. The boy goldfish is over his operation and doing well, we're glad to report. What a story that is. A fish having an operation and all that's involved, just like any other, with the anaesthetist and everything else. Wow, the world. Well, anything can be done, can't it? And on late lunch, we have plenty to do over the next couple of hours, but after news headlines and uh, weather at two o'clock, we're heading to the UK to talk to Sheila Bailey about the Queen's Jubilee. Oh, my God, what have I stirred up here a hornet's nest for sure the broken glass in my greenhouse two panes smashed what did it it's a who-done-it on late lunch this afternoon some of your suggestions coming to me there are loads and I'll come back to them Anne says "Jerry, could it have been a mouse that broke the glass not a mouse sorry Anne a magpie Kathleen and Kathleen says I don't need the champagne I'm a pioneer well sadly Kathleen you won't be getting it for the magpie either Pierce a Callahan hello Pierce a golf ball No, Pierce. not a golf ball. Paddy MacDonald's been on. A grey crow or a magpie in my book, Jerry, Sorry, Paddy, no. Could it have been a reflection, says Joe from Cullen. I'm trying to think about that one. Another listener says, a drone. I'm sure it's a drone. Wasn't a drone. Another one for a seagull or a magpie. Kathleen McMahon's on. Seagull, she thinks as well. Helen says... It could be the sun. She had an experience with glass cracking in the sun. Not the sun either, unfortunately, Helen. Was it your neighbour's children? Not at all. Not in the slightest. That one's off the agenda as well. Maraid a pigeon. Barney a pigeon. Peter has a suggestion, an interesting one. Could something have fallen from a plane and gone through your greenhouse glass? It's not inconceivable, to be honest with you. But... No, it's not that either. Uh, how are you getting on with the Jaffa Cakes? Uh, seven I did. Seven is the world record in my gob so far. Somebody else says you'll only do six. No, I did the seven for sure. I'll come back. I'll come back to the broken glass in the greenhouse. And I will, I'm will. i going to reveal what happened, but I've loads more suggestions. Anyway, we move on on late lunch this afternoon because you do know it is the Queen's platinum jubilee the celebrations began yesterday two bank holidays goes on for four days and i'm delighted to say hello to a good friend of ours she's originally from dundalk in county Louth. she was awarded the freedom of the city of london for her services to the irish community there and she's just the most fabulous lady sheila bailey good afternoon Jerry, it's lovely to hear you. How are you? I'm really good and thank you for taking our call today because I know everybody's on high dough and everything's so busy and it's all happening. Well, Sheila, 70 years, never happened before, will probably never happen again. I just wanted to say to you to start, she looked lovely yesterday at Buckingham Palace but unfortunately she's had to opt out today. She's 96. She's struggling a wee bit, Sheila.
4: She is. She is, and I think, you know, I was thinking about this before I came on. You know, she has been really, really um, regal. Everything she's done, she's never lost her composure, and I think she's much more frail than we know. Now, it's a funny old thing, the way things happen. Um, I, On her official birthday, her real birthday, which is back in April, on that day, I was at Sandringham. Um, with my livery company going to visit the house in the stud. It was nothing to do with, with anything to do with her. And I had a business call that morning, and I was overrunning. I was late, always, been with they don't call me the late Sheila Bailey. So I was with it across. It's an hour from here to Sandria. And I was so intent on trying to make up lost time, I missed the entrance. And so I went down into Dursingham, and I had to turn around and come back. And the whole place is completely empty. And as I hit the crossroads, as I was turning right, and the black Range Rover that was approaching me was also turning right, so we both had to stop. There she was, sitting in the front seat with a headscarf on, and she is tiny. She really looked fragile. And I only had what 15 seconds to nod my head and raise my hand, and I got the smile. As she headed off, and I thought to myself, she's going down to the stud, which is where we were going in the afternoon. And indeed, she was. And when I got to the stud, the first thing I saw was the golf buggy inside one of the stables. She really is frail, and she's obviously got serious mobility issues.
1: Yes. And, you know, she's doing her very best, I'm sure, in the circumstances. And she would, I'd have to say, today, the religious service, that's one thing she would not uh, have missed for anything in the world. So it must be, you know, uh, serious enough or concern enough that she's actually not there. Look, Sheila, you, you've you lived over there a long time, more than you've lived in our neck of the woods here in Ireland when you reflect, and, and we reflect on our time on the throne, um, what do you believe more than anything she's brought to, you know, the country there and its people? What would be the, the, the couple of things that stand out for you?
4: Um, I think, and again, you know, I was thinking to myself, she has been on the throne longer than I've been on this earth. She's kind of a constant. I think people in good times and bad, people have looked for her for, I wouldn't even say leadership, but just for composure and how to get through the good times and the bad times. And she's had plenty of them. You know, I know it might look like a very gilded life, but Lord, I'm not sure many of us would want to uh, have our every moment counted for and have very little privacy. Um, Certainly the atmosphere here at the moment. I was in London Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, The place looked beautiful, but people really have grasped this opportunity to celebrate, to acknowledge what she's done. Um, And I think this is probably the last great celebration because, you know, at 96, you have to be realistic about these things. The the royal family will look very different afterwards. Certainly, I, I, I do think... It's it's been that sense that she's been there. You know, she has conducted herself perfectly. When you you look at all the hoo-ha we've had about COVID uh, breakdowns and the way our government behaved, when the Duke of Edinburgh died, she stuck to the rules. She sat there on her own. There was no socialising. Nothing was changed for her. Everything was the way the rest of us had to do it. And I think that is real leadership.
1: And you know, you you your words are are so ring so true, and and she's been a constant. She's been so steady, and there's nothing when you when you look around her. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of issues that she's had to deal with as a mother and a grandmother. But for her, there's never been anything. There really has been never a question mark over the woman. We have to say that. And Sheila, bringing it back to our uh, home here in Ireland. I will never forget, I'm sure so many people listening today, when she came on that visit, that very special visit. And especially in Dublin Castle, when she spoke those words in Irish and she talked about our shared and difficult history, Sheila. It was un- unbelievable.
4: It was. And I can remember that very clearly, Um Because I was chief executive of the Ireland Fund at the time, and we made a film at the end of the year. We just put together a film of all the various clips to show at our winter ball. And it was when I was standing there, and Shaymatini was there, the late great Shaymatini, and looking at it and thinking, I never thought that would happen. I really never thought the day would come when she would sort of be in Ireland and engage with people, be welcomed. You know, the welcome was wonderful. It was a proper Irish welcome. And I think it's gone an awfully long way to helping us resolve the issues that have have caused so much pain over the years. And I believe she, she really wanted it to be like that.
1: Yes, and you know, um, she broke down barriers. She uh, was part of a moment in history, along with her own president, we have to acknowledge, Michael D. Higgins, who had gone to London on invitation before, and then she reciprocated here. It really changed the, the tone. um, For her... However, personally, she must be, you know, thrilled. The way the country has embraced her yet again, as you say, this may be the final time, and, you know, all that's going on, it's just, it's mad over there. Give us a feel for it is, even where you are and all over the country.
4: It is. Everything is geared up to the jubilee. we have really invested in it. Our village is beautifully done up. All, every single house has done something. The village green has, has um, decorated itself in balloons, we have, we have decorated our house too, although I'm very proud to say my tricolour is still flying in its usual place and has not been moved. Uh, people want to get behind it and enjoy it, especially after COVID, after two years of absolute misery. Um And the whole of the the Derby, as you know, is tomorrow, and there is a special afternoon planned at Epsom where i think I think seventy jockeys who have ridden for the Queen over the years will all form um, a guard of honour as well as party ride. The Queen is not going to the derby; that is also very, very telling. she's not well enough to go to Epsom um, so I, everything that could every single school has done something, villages have done something. Everybody wants to say have a memory, you know, of what happened on the Queen's Jubilee.
1: Oh, for sure. Sheila, we let you away there. I just wanted to catch a few words and a feel uh, for what's going on. And you've spoken about it so well as usual. And there's a huge interest, I have to say, in this country, in the Jubilee as well. People, uh, thousands and thousands following it closely. Enjoy the weekend, Sheila.
4: Thank you. I'm lovely to talk to you, Jerry. Look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Me too. That's uh, Sheila Bailey there from Dundalk, who uh, is uh, based in the UK for many a year, uh, granted the freedom of the City of London and with our tricolour flying proudly over there on the Jubilee. But I do say it, and I know... Uh, People just have no time for the royal family or anything to do it And that's understandable as well But there is a huge, a huge interest in this country for the royals the relevance, well, I'll tell you one thing about it. They bring in some money to the UK economy. They more than justify themselves and uh, all that it gives in terms of employment and visitors and tourism and everything else. And, uh, you know, people might say today, well, what's it all about? But I'll tell you this, economically, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm just laughing at your suggestions and loving them, loving them all as well. About what broke that glass in my greenhouse? Can I keep them going much longer? I might just reveal it shortly. Stay with us on Late Lunch. I still have your... TV theme competition. That's coming up on the show, coming up to three o'clock today. We're going to play a a famous theme and ask you to identify it. The big reveal is coming shortly about the broken glass and I have loads more suggestions to tell you about. You're great. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. But it's time now for Comedy on Friday. I simply love this fella. Greg Davis, the big man. He's superb. Today... I go to the Apollo where he was on stage a few years back and here he is talking about on being a fat middle-aged man but with a much younger
5: male brain. Let me tell you uh, the worst thing about being a fat middle-aged comedian because I am. Let's not, let's not mess around. I'm, look, look at what I've done to myself. I mean, I look pregnant. It's ridiculous. And you know the worst thing about that is that comedy attracts young, beautiful people. So you come out and you see really attractive, beautiful people and you feel like a fraud when you look like this. Which is why I was so relieved when I came out tonight (laughs) and saw such a sea of ruined middle-aged losers. Do you don't know what's coming, in, you people. Do you know what happened to me backstage? This isn't my original outfit. I was wearing a tight black T-shirt and the producer had asked me to change <laughs> because he said I looked like a bin bag full of coleslaw. That's a quote. <laughs> my body is, it's disgusting. I looked at myself naked in the mirror about two hours ago, before I came here, I stood in front of the... Uh, don't woo that, for God's sake. <laughs> I looked at myself naked in a mirror and I thought... Genuinely, I thought to myself, you know what that looks like? My body looks like it's been carved by a four-year-old child out of a budget block of ham. <laughs> Just a rough approximation of a male boy, it's all pink and mottled. It's <laughs> disgusting. So depressing, and yet, what I love about the male brain is hope springs eternal. I thought this the other day, I was walking down the street. Even though I know my limitations, and I know what this looks like, I'll see a beautiful 20-something-year-old girl walk past me, and there'll be part of my brain that goes, maybe she likes ham. <laughs> and I saw the most amazing example of this. I went to see my granddad who's in a home, bless him. He's in his 90s. He'd tell you himself, he's finished. He's knackered, right? He's exhausted, he can't walk. He has a little blanket over his knees. And I went to see him and he was sitting there and I said, are you all right, granddad? He goes, I'm finished. I hate it. I'm so unhappy. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, yeah, never mind, love. A nurse walked in. She must have been 25 years of age, right? (laughs) This is what he did. I promise you, he did this. Well, hello there. As if there was any part of that girl's brain that was thinking, Do you know what I fancy today? I fancy being a man who gets out of breath eating soup.
1: Yes, simply brilliant, simply brilliant. The wonderful Greg Davis on being a fat middle-aged man with a much younger brain. Boys, you know what we're talking about? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Louise?
2: No, you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't he brilliant, Greg Davis? Such a comedian. He is fantastic. Anyway, the big reveal. It's nearly time to tell you what and what happened to my greenhouse. Yeah, well, well let, me, let me go through some. Isn't this just unprecedented? Amazing. Look at the amount of people who have suggestions and some really fantastic ones as well. Let me pick up. I gave you a lot earlier on. Here's some more, just a selection of what's coming to us. Somebody says, would it have been a ball bearing, Jerry?" No. But, you know, a ball bearing certainly would uh, make the glass shatter for sure. Rosaline says, could it be the heavy rain? We've had a lot of heavy rain, Louise, recently. Mm-hmm. That's true. No, rain won't do it. Erm... Um, Liam O'Neill, your suggestion. Sorry, Liam, you're not on the ball either. Somebody else says, a hedgehog. Oh, Harry the hedgehog lives in my garden, of course. But Harry wouldn't be able to get up there, to be honest with you. Could it have been, a, could it have been something to do with just solar light, Jerry says a listener. No. Uh, uh, a mink? A mink or a pigeon, says Hilary. Not in our place. You wouldn't see mink ground where we are. are oh, not the pigeon. Thank you, Hilary. Would one of your plants... Have done it, cherry," says. Martina Gorman, <laughs> little chupaharu. <shop of> <laughs> well, you know what a sunflower grows that fast. Not, not bad, Martina. It could go up and through the glass for sure. Sean says a bird. Bernie White, a bird saw its reflection in the glass. Now that's a good suggestion, Louise. Mm-hmm. You've seen that before, a bird. Hitting the window up, yes. pecking at a glass window, but it wasn't in this instance. Sean says a bird. Um, a wren says a listener. The little wren. I have wrens in the garden. Not the wren. Seagull again comes in there. A bird crashed into it, says somebody else. Pauline's on the rain uh, trail as well. A bumblebee. A bumblebee? A bumblebee says a listener. No. What about this one? Was it your wife, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't my wife I have to say that and there's a good suggestion that it could be but it's not a stone from a lawnmower you know when you're yeah. cutting the grass and Often it can fly be. out um, was it a swallow because they broke a pane of glass in my uh, shed window says a listener there a crow or a bat says Ursuline dog. no a pheasant Claire Mooney no uh, could it have been a peg Oh, from the line. No, 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 no. Uh, Was it something in the glass house that exploded and blew up and broke the glasses, Desi Howard? Hello, Desi. No. What are you cooking in that glass house? I'll tell you one thing. These people, the imaginations of late lunch listeners is only outstanding. Um, Two more there for a drone. Uh, The window on the roof in the greenhouse slammed shut. No, it wasn't the window end. Thank you for that suggestion. Uh, Well, let me... Reveal what happened, Louise. And again, I'm doing... You love a murder, she wrote, don't mm-hmm. you? I had to be an Angela here and do a bit of a detective. Anyway, I went into the greenhouse, couldn't see anything as everyone saw until I went in between where the tomatoes were and two of the uh, uh, the containers that they're in. And I saw it. I saw the offending blackguard <laughs> that broke my glass. Do you know what it was? No. It was a bagel. A bagel broke Two panes of glass in my greenhouse. But Louise, here's the thing.
2: Mm-hmm. What had the bagel?
1: The bagel. Do you see what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. It was as tough as that timber in the desk. It was a stale bagel like a rock. And you know who the culprit was? So the bagel is the answer. Mm-hmm. What broke the glass? The bagel. But something but had to it? drop it. Yeah. Something had to drop it. So it was either, which we can't pinpoint, mm-hmm. it could have been a crow. A pigeon, I doubted, A seagull, perhaps more likely, to be honest with you, carrying it from a height. Mm-hmm. Because if you drop that from any height, it's like a stone or yeah, a rock. True. And it just bang, hit the glass and smashed it. <laughs> a stone, <laughs> cold, big, like a rock that was so stale, it's responsible for smashing the windows in my greenhouse nobody got a bagel would anyone get it you'd never think of it
2: well Tommy from Italy did say a bird dropped something from a height yes fair enough but he never would have guessed a bagel
1: a bagel a bagel it was and of course and we can only it's more than likely a seagull could have been though a grey crow or something like that with it but there you go the bagel. Poor
2: seagull was probably starving. Uh,
1: well, I, I'll tell you. Now they have big beaks and such razor teeth. I'm sure they'd open it, but it was dropped from a height, bang through the glass, and there was the bagel in stuck in between the tomato plants with two panes to be replaced. There you have it. The mystery solved. Uh, the who done it? You have the answer now. Is the champagne safe, Louise? <laughs> Is the champagne safe? Well,
2: I love, I love. Um, you, Is the champagne uh, Graham, safe? Graham chanced his arm there and just sent us in a message. Go on, it, you know, was it a bagel by any chance?
1: After, after I did the reveal, <laughs> Graham, Graham. <laughs> You all he's gonna claim <laughs> delay. No, we're gonna check the times there. I don't think I I want that champagne. I want that champagne. A good,
2: good champagne. It's a bottle
1: of Moyen Shandon. It's beautiful champagne, so it is. Wedding days, you know that type of mm. thing. Anyway, you're all fantastic for getting in touch with us. I might be able to dig out something for somebody. We'll we have to
2: do a whodunit on it now every week. <laughs>
1: Uh, why not why not it's uh, when I see you know people so so interested in in actually coming up with the answer but there Mm. you are little ditties and stories from life there's nothing like them is there you just can't beat them anyway to come on late lunch this afternoon I have your TV theme competition And a, a classic there And we have the Bloom Girls We'll be talking to them live from the Phoenix Park Sinead and Alethea Kavanagh Back with us on the show But you have uh, something to play for me have you? That's appropriate to the greenhouse disaster Well,
2: kind of, yeah We'll play a bit of Annie Lennox walking on broken glass Ah,
1: let's be having it Indeed, and I was walking on it Nearly cut the head of myself the day before the wedding Trying to fix it Don't tell anybody that That's another story Congratulations to our latest bingo winners. Yes, Mae Connolly from Deleague won €400. Euro. Rose Miles, she's at Castletown near Navin, €800. Euro. Next week's jackpot is €6,000. You can buy a book for next week's game online or from outlets across the northeast. For more information on our radio bingo, log on to lmfm.ie. Listening to us each day, you'll know that we've been tipping in and out of bloom and what success is yesterday was enjoyed for julianstown claw her head and trim at bloom and last week we set the scene with mother and daughter sinéad and alethea kavanagh they have tickets for every day and they're standing by and guess what they are yes in the number one garden at the festival andrew christopher dunn gold medal best in show hello again girls hi Jerry, how are you I'm great. Thanks so much for joining us. I'll start with yourself, Sinead. Well, you are there now. You've experienced Thursday. You're into Friday now. How does it feel to be back?
6: It's absolutely fabulous. And the sun gods are shining on us. And um, it's just lovely. Everyone is in such good form. It's great to see everybody out and smiling and interested. And it's wonderful to see I the gardeners. You can know, hear the background there. The gardeners being able to, back, to be back like in, in their natural habitat, as the man said. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, I have to say.
1: We uh, acknowledged Andrew before the uh, judging. And he was with us yesterday after winning that yeah. huge win again. And you're in the garden, what's it like?
6: We're standing here in his hip pause garden. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, just the planting, the aesthetic of it is, as you'll have known from what Andrew said, it's about stopping a moment in time and how, you know, just relishing where we are in life and, and taking stock of what we have. And just the thought in, in his concept, in his design, in the features that are within the garden and the planting, then as well. It's beautiful, as are all of the gardens. So pretty amazing.
1: I believe you called to uh, Brenda Joyce and the ladies at the floral arrangement and display stand and told them who you were.
4: We didn't actually have to tell them who they were. They met us as we
6: arrived, <laughs> um, as we came in the gate yesterday morning. We were greeted by a collection of ladies from EFA going into Bloom Girls, which was really lovely. Um, so we were in with them for a little while yesterday, and we will be uh, Sunday is our day to do the elegant ladies who lunch day. and We will be in the floral art, the sculpture garden, and in in the floral art exhibition as well in the visitor centre on Sunday. That's uh, that's that's what we do on that day.
1: Lovely. So you have your each of your days planned out. Is Is it milling with people there, are there just loads and loads of people, great turnout?
6: You know, it's actually very comfortable. Right. Um, you know, certain areas will be very busy. We came through the retail pavilion earlier on. We wanted to drop in on Noreen Walsh, uh, local artist Eric at Cross. She's there with her lamps and, and uh, home furnishings. So that was thronging, but that's because there's so many stands and so many people, um, and everyone's in buying mode. So there's trolleys and bags and all sorts of um, stuff going on there. So that's quite busy in there. The show gardens, there's this, this space to move around. We have these wheelchairs and buggies moving around. So there is space for people. Full. Just certain areas are going to be a little bit more busy than others at different times of the day. Obviously, the restaurants and that kind of thing mm. are, are full, and people are dining. And we've seen lots of people going round with little little dinky glasses of red and white wine and prosecco and stuff. So we haven't found where that is. Yes, for uh, me, of
1: course. You're, um, you're on you the know. you're on the hunt, Chiney. That's for sure. Maybe. It, 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 obviously, like it, it is Friday, but there's going to be some belt of people there now. People off for of the weekend and the bank holiday. It's going to become much busier over the next three days.
6: If that with this weather now we're standing here, I'm actually standing and the heat and the sun is fabulous. If that stays the place is going to be mobbed. If you haven't yes. already got your ticket, get it because the tickets are per, day by day. Usually, yeah. it would be a weekend or a weekday. Now you have to buy it for the particular day so that they have an idea of the numbers, and I suppose that's for health and safety yes. and everything else. But so, if you haven't got your ticket, get it in advance. And the, the parking as well, you can get your parking ticket online as well, which is very convenient for anyone coming to the car park. You don't have to have the fiver cash um, at the at the um, at the car park on the morning, um, so that's handy as well. So yeah, I'd say. Actually, Sunday Monday is going to be interesting. Um,
1: looking forward to. Yes, it. It and you have your tickets. Alethea, hello. Hiya. How are you?
7: I'm good, thanks. Just enjoying the sun.
1: I'm sure you are. You've been round now. You've had yesterday and today. Come on, tell me about a few of the highlights that you've actually loved there. The
7: highlights. Being back. I'm sorry. It's one of the. It's one of the main ones. Um. What else has been? Just seeing the gardens and the super garden winner. That was very. That was very um, delightful to see. Mm. Um, what else? I think. I think honestly, it's just it's only the second day, and things are kind of settling in. That I'm going. I'm actually at Bloom. I haven't been here in years. Mm. So it's honestly, we had lunch. I've I just, I've been eating like a pig. I'm gonna have to roll out of the place. I'm sorry, but I will. <laughs>
1: And why not when the food is so fabulous there and you have all the artists and producers all under the one roof, so to speak, uh, these days. What about the, the, uh, you know, the mini gardens, the smaller ones? I know the big ones are impressive. Have you been there to have a look at those?
7: The postcard? Yes, yes. Yes, I have. And I'm looking going, oh my God, I was here. I was here and I'm back. And honestly, I have to say, everyone who has a garden there... Pulled it off completely. They're all beautiful. The work that's gone into them are just amazing.
0: Mm,
1: because you, of course, uh, were one of uh, those displaying there, as we spoke about last week I- in the past. What about your young lady? and a-, a good mix of ages there as well. Young people th- through the middle age ranges and on. uh
7: through the gardens. Um, yes, they're they're through the gardens. It's mostly um the I'm not going to say old. Yes. People, more
1: mature, people, more mature uh, observers. Is that what you're saying? I don't
7: want to diss anyone. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Um, but the the actual public, I see so many little children, and it yeah. looks so nice because obviously during lockdown they wouldn't have been able to come out.
1: Mm, of course. There
7: are all the wonders and the colours and the smells and the people, and it just it just it brings me so much joy to see these little kids experiencing what I remember as my first, second, third time at Bloom. Mm. And the joy and wonder I felt looking into each and every garden.
1: And there's loads of room to run, isn't there? <laughs> there is.
7: Your room. Now, in certain areas, not so much. Yes in the kid areas yes. I, I haven't been I think I might
1: have to go and. oh you'll have to go and have a look yeah yeah no there's plenty of, of entertainment for children there as well just wanted to mention that that if you're going and loads of lovely food for them and ice creams and things like that for them it's, to enjoy it's, there's it's, something for everybody in the audience Elithy, as they say in another show uh, of a similar name to ours there is Anyway, back to man. Before we finish up, Sinead Anyway, every day you have the tickets, you're sorted, and uh, looking forward to another few few days there. And the producers. I when I was there last time, I honestly love wandering round the artists and producers and all that there is. And there, are, there are, you mentioned one of them there a while ago. There are plenty of local uh, locals there from the northeast and Can Neon. I give a
6: little shout? Can yes, I can I mention yes, a few yes, names very
1: yes, quickly? Yes,
6: dude. We have and distilleries have their silk dry gin, fourteen botanical. They're launching. There's, as I said, Norrin Walsh is in the retail area. Boyne Garden Centre and Nurseries in Slane won gold medal again for their nursery exhibit. Um, there's Finnegan's Farm is there with their potato products. Um, and a whole host of their, Carol Connor, Sean Daly in the craft area. There's so many. And then Mark Hoey, of course, 2020 Supergarden winner. He has his garden here. Um, so he's from Meath, so that's a neat connection. And Marianne Farrington, who won Supergarden for this year, put her garden into cows. So there's another connection. And here I am standing in Andrew Christopher Dunn's garden, who's from Clara Head.
1: And up the northeast. Yes, up the northeast is right. Anyway, thank you both for joining me live from Bloom this afternoon. Enjoy the weekend, wallow in it, and by God, what's uh, rare is wonderful, worth waiting for after the few years it's been off. Thank you both, have a great time.
4: Hopefully we'll see you, Jerry. Take yeah, care, bye
1: bye. take care, bye bye. That's Sinead and Alethea Kavanagh uh, from County Mead, giving us a feel for what it's like at Bloom this afternoon. It is just one of those occasions uh, to welcome back with both arms, and thank God it's uh, doing so well. And will the ticket sales are huge? I have to say for over the weekend. You at late lunch on LMFM radio this Friday afternoon on the afternoon. I revealed a bagel. A bagel dropped by a bird was responsible for the smashing of the glass in my greenhouse. TV theme competition as is a wanton Friday. Here it is. Listen carefully.
0: Stood in the street, smiling from a hair to a beat. If it hair, what is this now, baby maiden? Maybe she's in need of a kid. I better
3: hey what's your name? baby
1: Yes, a famous TV ad from a few years back for a very famous brand. What is the brand. What are we looking for? What's the name I'm looking for there? Uh, I'm sure many people have uh, enjoyed it in their time. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Is <laughs> you're laughing. Why are you laughing?
2: I was, it's a few minutes ago. Got a, um, <clears throat> the texts, Mairead, you've made me giggle. Thank you. She texted in, Jerry, when you just taken the jaffas out of your mouth, our radio cut out and the Hopi says, "Jesus, is he dead?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 that was oh, brilliant. That's, <clears throat> that is just fantastic. I, I nearly was. Seriously, now. Do you know I'm what? Really it was wamping. brilliant
2: timing, Actually, when you think about <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Moraine, I love it. I love it. Ah, oh, listen. You can't beat it now laugh, can you? You really, really can't. Anyway, seven. Was it seven night? Yeah, seven I I rammed in. I, I couldn't get another one in. I really couldn't. Maybe, as you said, with a bit of practice or something like that. But I wouldn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Because they had to come out in a a, a bit of a maelstrom. After, <laughs> after I did go off air, I was, delighted I was able to clean up the desk and everything here and not leave it in. Anybody in, out in there might state. be
2: able to beat this.
1: I'd say people had baited handy. Sorry, sure, I've only a small gob. I know you used to be slagging me <coughs> and everything.
8: <time>. What? <clears throat> I have I, <coughs> have.
1: I have. I know I talk a lot, but I have a small gob.
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> seven biscuits, Jerry.
1: Um seven. Somebody
2: I wonder get eight or nine do you
1: Ah, think? listen, we no bothers them at all. Maybe somebody else in here would give it a go and see how how they get on. Anyway, uh what was it to say? The weekend I had bank holiday weekend and lots going on. And just a word to mention, and uh It's important, if you're out and about, Louise, this weekend, on water, especially near water, on water, we want to just emphasise this Mm. again. Do take care. You know, don't take it for granted. You know yourself. Don't take it for granted. Water is dangerous if you don't respect it. Mm. And... Please. And it gives
2: a good weekend, so uh, there will be loads yes. of people around the beaches. Lots
1: of people will be out everywhere, beaches, lakes, rivers, you name it. But do take care. That's all I will say. Do take care. What about the airport? What do you think? Will they handle the weekend with all the thousands flying out of the country? What do you think? <sighs> they, they seem confident now today, more confident than they've been in several days that they're going to, yeah. you know, get the numbers through and that <laughs> nobody will miss their flights.
2: Do you know, what, Jerry? in fairness, I have talked to a few Pa- parents, or I've heard from a few parents who have been in those queues um, with children with autism and they couldn't say enough for the staff. Mm. They went over and beyond to help them out. Yes. You know, so it's not all horror stories.
1: No, but unfortunately it's the horror stories make the headlines, mm. isn't it? Uh, that's the way it is, unfortunately. But that's good to hear. You know that there are positive stories and positive outcomes. Just a little more patience and plan your travel again to say that's the uh, the important thing. Anyway, uh, I was uh, curious about uh, the uh, greenhouse and uh, just played you the TV ad there and I'm delighted to say many people are getting it right. It's not for Levi's. Louise, you thought it might have been Levi's as well. I it? thought it might have been the jeans, TV yeah. Theme. It's not for... For jeans, I can tell you that for sure. It's not for Coca-Cola. Somebody else's Coca-Cola in there. So if you want to have another go, it's not either of those. But it's something that I'd say everybody has experienced in their lifetime. I'll leave it with you. Chew on it over the next while and get your answers in to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. David Sheehan's coming with the sport after three, as is my soundtrack, but taking us towards news, weather and sport on your late lunch this Friday afternoon. The Friday afternoon of the bagel and the Jaffas that I didn't choke on. Yes, it's Survivor, the Eye of the Tiger. TV theme. Let's listen to it once more. Here we go. Are you ready?
3: What's your
6: name, David? Maybe we can see things the same. Now don't you wait. Oh, I have let's move before they raise the pocket. Right. All right.
0: Cool, refreshing Wrigley spearmint gum. Baby. Great to chew Even better to share
1: (laughs) Ah yes Wrigley Spearmint Gum Shove it up your No no don't do that Wrigley Spearmint Gum It is That's the answer We were looking for And so many again Picking it properly And getting the right answer Helena Riley Well done to you You're a winner this afternoon We'll be in touch To make the arrangements Somebody's been on to say It could have been a magpie Jerry That dropped that bagel And you know It could well have been because they're aggressive boys and girls as well, for sure. But I think I think I'm erring on the side of the seagull, the gull at this point in time, because they have big gobs. How many jaffa cakes would a seagull get in? Say more than my seven, anyway. That's for sure. Anyway, time to hear my final ditty from my soundtrack this week, and my soundtrack, of course, comes from the wonderful musical "We Will Rock You." All about Queen, yes. And right through the show, it's just peppered with all the big, big Queen hits. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, critics weren't enamoured with it or the story. It's pretty futuristic. But look, it didn't matter. The punters flocked to the theatres, packed, sold out shows. You couldn't get tickets for love nor money at times. And you know... I want to tell you, it's touring still at the moment and you can pick it up if you're over in the UK. It's still on there and I'm sure it will come back to the gosh Energy Theatre here in Dublin at some stage. What is it about Queen's music? It's eternal appeal. It's just never ending, is it? And the talent that those boys have and had. Incredible. Oh, poor Freddie Mercury. He really left us all too soon. What brilliant Man, he was. Anyway, today I finish off on uh, the uh, We Will Rock You theme with this one.
6: She keeps a moist chandel in her pretty cabinet, and the big cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette, a
7: building, a remedy for Chris Kennedy. And at a time, an you can't take. Is a killer queen, not bad identity, dynamite with a laser beam, oh, guaranteed oh, to oh, blow oh, your oh, mind. Genetide. You recommended appetite, sensational appetite,
8: wanna try, oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. to avoid complication.
1: Killer Queen, from Queen. And the musical We Will Rock You. Fantastic, fantastic song. I always remember the first time I became aware of Queen. Of course, it was Bohemian Rhapsody and that song that just took the world by storm. And when you saw them and could appreciate what that song was all about, it was just... Ah, they were halcyon days, they really were. Anyway, next week on The Short Week, I'll bring you another soundtrack from a movie or musical on late lunch each afternoon after three o'clock. Back to the Jaffa Cake for the final time today. A key point, I was, I was telling you about this anyway, and Louise uh, knows that a listener got on to us, uh, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it, about this case that went on to say that a Jaffa cake was a cake rather than a biscuit. And it had a tax implications. There's no tax on cakes. There are on biscuits. Anyway, McVitty's won the case eventually. And the, the point that won it for them was uh, the QC highlighted how cakes harden when they go stale. Biscuits go soggy. And there's no doubt about it. Jaffa cakes go hard with time, they certainly do. And that won the case for McVitie's. That won the case. That was the thing that swung it in their favour. Little. Bit of uh, useless information to finish off our afternoon of Vicky's on the show. Final break of the afternoon on Late launch and afterwards we'll be joined by a presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan, to look ahead to the weekend's GAA and soccer action. He is a Sunday off this weekend, but he's on the money when it comes to sport. David Sheehan, afternoon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me again on the show. Let's uh, get straight to business with GAA action and it's the qualifiers this week. Two games tomorrow, Saturday. The early game, two o'clock throw in Cork against Loud. Loud make the trip south. Uh, what's your feelings about this one, David?
8: I think it's going to be very close, Jerry. I mean, you know, ordinarily people that maybe follow Gaelic Games casually would look at that and say, well, that's a home banker for Cork. But I mean, Cork stayed up in Division 2 by the skin of their teeth. Um, Loud were promoted from Division Three, as we know. Now, OK, Loud took a bit of a hiding against Kildare. They just were blown away in the first 10 minutes in that game. Cork were well beaten by Kerry. Um, I think it's going to be really close. All things would suggest it will be. And I think, I think Loud have a bit more about them than they have had in recent years. As I said, I know that they lost badly against Kildare, but Mickey Hart was the pains to sort of say that that wasn't representative of where they are as a team. And I, I do think they've got a lot more kind of steel to them than they've had in the past. Uh, they haven't played Cork in the Championship since 2007 when they lost by two points in the qualifiers. That game was in Port Leisha. But I think they're going to go down there with lots of confidence. Um, they've no reason to fear Cork. You know, this Cork team are no great shakes at all. As I said, they were well beaten by Kerry. They kept the score down up to a point, but eventually Kerry pulled away. So, you know, this Cork team, there's nothing to fear. I spoke to the local journalist for Sunday Sport last weekend, and he, he said, you know, Cork wouldn't have that, that fitness and that stamina to blow loud away in the opening 10 15 minutes like Kildare did. So I think. It's going to be really close. I do think Cork will just about edge it, but I think it's going to be a really tight game. Don't be surprised if we see uh, extra time in that one.
1: Okay, so tight game with Cork to edge it, according to David. Now, Meath uh, are in action later tomorrow, tea time, 6 o'clock. They travel as well to face Clare. Now, in uh, years gone by, you know, you'd say Clare, Hurling County, pushover for Meath, David.
8: No, absolutely not, <laughs> I'm afraid. Those those things have uh, have changed a lot, Jerry, and, and times have changed. Um, you know, you look at the game in the league earlier this year, where Meade just came out of it by a point. They met in the championship in 2019 in around four qualifier game. Meade came out of that one by a point. So there's never been much between these two sides in recent times. Um, I think this is going to be a really difficult one for Mead here. They, they had a really poor showing against Dublin. Uh, OK, Clare were beaten by Limerick on penalties, so that wasn't a great result for them. But I think this is going to be a difficult out- outing for Meade. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it, Cherry. I think I, I was thinking about it earlier, and I, I, I had a bad feeling about it. I think I think Mead will rally, and I think they will just about do enough to get out of Ennis. But it's going to be really, really close again. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Mead lost because they're going to need to be at their best, which they weren't against Dublin. Um, they were middling enough against Wicklow as well. So. You know, all things would suggest this is going to be really close. To, I I can't back against my own county, Jerry. But I'm I'm really worried, genuinely worried about this. So I think this could be a, a really tricky one for me. And you know, a lot of people are saying this is going to be Andy Backenty's last year. Tomorrow could be his last game. We don't know if if Mead lose, it almost certainly will be. Um, I'm concerned about it, Jerry. I think Mead will squeak through, but I I don't have much confidence at all. I have to say.
1: Well, two cliffhangers, according to David, and you can hear them both here on LMFM Radio tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, Cork Loud, 2 o'clock, and then Clare against Mead at 6. On Sunday, staying with GAA, Loud Ladies are out in the Intermediate Championship at 2 o'clock. Uh, they play down. What about this one?
8: Yeah, down were were well beaten by Clare last weekend uh, by 11 points, in fact. So they they, they absolutely have to, to get something here. They have to get the win, really, to keep themselves in contention. Clare don't play, so they'll be washing on. I'm sure they might send a spy or two up to Clonagale to watch this one. The two sides met in the league as well. Down beat Lowe by four points that day, but... You know, again, it's hard to say it's our first game this year's championship, so it's it's going to be hard to call it. But I think the home advantage, the fact that it was so close the last time around, the fact that Loud are at home, and the fact that Down got a, a bit of a hammering last weekend, I think uh, Loud will get through that one. Again, I, I would expect it to be pretty close. You'd have to imagine it will be. But um, I think home advantage, and as I said, Down getting getting well beaten last weekend by Clare will, will give Loud the edge of that one, and, and that would see Down knocked out. So it'll be down to Loud and Clare then in the, the next game to see who goes through. But um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, think Lowell will come through that
1: one just about just about they're all tight the games this weekend according to David let's move to soccer the League of Ireland on a hiatus at the moment knocked back till the weekend of the 17th of June it's international soccer now all the way and the Nations League and Ireland in a group with Armenia Ukraine and Scotland and we watched Ukraine play Scotland uh, during the week where they came out winners they play Wales in uh, the final of the World Cup that particular World Cup qualifier tomorrow uh, on Sunday sorry winners going to the World Cup later this year now we begin against Armenia away tomorrow Saturday again 2 o'clock the honeymoon's over for Stephen Kenny
8: it is is long over Jerry and I mean I was just looking at this earlier Ireland have played 10 games in the nation's league they haven't won one and they've scored just two goals now the first one of those was, was under martin o'neill when things were really falling apart and then obviously stephen kenny came in and there was a lot of covid issues and everything else so this is his first proper crack you would say at a at a nation's league campaign and he's talked it up he's, he's talked about topping the group the room at ukraine scotland and armenia armenia are the lowest seeds in the group so you'd have to say you know they should be winning that game all things being equal the only thing that you would worry about is temperatures are set to reach about 35 degrees in, in Yerevan tomorrow and that game kicks off. It's a 2 o'clock Irish time kickoff a little bit later over there. So that's going to be a test for them. But let's be honest, Jerry, as you said there, the honeymoon is over for, for Stephen Kenny. Ireland need to win this game. They've got the likes of Obafeni coming into a bit of form. He's been really good this season uh, at Swansea. So I think they have to win it they, they can't really come away with any excuses even if it is pretty hot over there Armenia are no great shakes even the likes of Mkhitaryan who was one of their main men for a number of years is, is retired now from international football so he's not around so yeah look Ireland really have to win that game I think because they've got Ukraine coming up next Wednesday and then they've got Scotland in the group as well so this represents the easiest game on paper that they're going to have and I really think it's very positive at the minute and I think you know everyone will go out there and get the win but they need to back up a positive mood with the result and I guess, as you said there, the fact that Stephen Kenny's honeymoon period is over uh, and most of the excuses are gone now, I think. um, And they have been good. They have showed a lot of form in the recent games. They've been playing well. They need to deliver with a result tomorrow and with a win tomorrow.
1: And then, just you—you to, touched on it. Ukraine uh, come to town next Wednesday, seven forty-five. We might have just considered that one. It'll be either, you know, a, a huge high for them or low. If they beat Wales, they'll be on a massive high coming into it. If they lose, they'll have to pick themselves up off the ground. So again, it's going to be a big challenge for the boys in green.
8: Yeah, it certainly is. And I mean, you know, we saw Ukraine against Scotland during the week and the emotion and everything else. And I think a lot of people were a little bit su- little surprised by how composed Ukraine were. I mean, obviously, we know the backdrop to that game and, and they were all, you know, had the flags wrapped around them before the match and there were, you know, Yar- was, um, Zinchenko before the game and the press conference was very emotional and he was outstanding. So, you know, I, I think whether Ukraine come through that game against Wales or not, as you said, it's going to maybe determine the mood they're in. I, it's going to be hard to get themselves up for a, for a game against uh, Ireland in the Nations League. Whether they win or they lose, Ireland, likewise, as you said, where, where they get the win. If they get the win tomorrow, they be going into that game in good, in good mood. But Ukraine were were really impressive against Scotland uh, during the week, so that's going to be a really tricky game for Ireland. And if they can get the win against Armenia tomorrow, then they can welcome Ukraine on Wednesday. there will be a great atmosphere. I mean, we noticed a lot of Ukrainians in Ireland. And I'm sure lots of them will get along to you, but it's Going to be a cracking atmosphere there. It'll be another emotional night, no doubt. But that's really one to look forward to as well. Um, they'll have their work cut out for sure on the on the evidence of what we saw during the week from Ukraine against Scotland. But first things first he said, they have to get that win against Armenia tomorrow and then they can worry about Ukraine in the week.
1: Interesting, isn't it? It'll be ABW on Sunday, anybody but Wales from the rest of the world's point of view. And <laughs> ABI a- 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 B- next Wednesday, anybody but Ireland. Uh, everyone wants to u- win, uh, Ukraine to win at the moment. Anyway, we watch this space, a uh, full weekend of Sport Ahead. David, thanks as usual for joining me. Thanks, Sherry. Take care of yourself. David Sheehan there, our presenter of Sunday Sport, rounding off the week on your late lunch. A big thank you to all our guests who joined us this week on the show. We really appreciate your time and joining us. To you, our listeners, who are with us every day, thanks so much for your company. So that's what we love about it. And to my producer, Louise Walls, thanks a million, Louise. Couldn't do this without you. It's a holiday weekend. Go out and enjoy it. Take care, mind yourselves. And uh, the extra day is just special, isn't it? These bank holiday weeks weekends and the weather ain't too bad either to boot eddie caffrey's coming next with the drive here on lmfm radio stay with us wonderful music and more besides we're we'll enjoy the extra day ourselves but we will be back here on tuesday next please god at half one to do it all again with a brand new week of late lunch take care of yourselves see you then bye
0: A late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna, Dundalk and cabin. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze